Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, Habit Thrivers. Welcome to episode number 13 of your Habit Thrive podcast. Lucky number 13 as we bring our September happiness theme to a close. This is the last of four episodes on the concept or the challenge of planning your happiness. Now, although this is the last happiness episode for September, it doesn't mean that we're going to stop talking about happiness. I'll guarantee you that. It is a theme that will continue to run through this entire Habit Thrive podcast, habit by habit, season by season. In fact, when you think about rocking your next chapter and you think about what your goals are for your next chapter. And again, whether that's next week, next month, or next year. If you're like me, it's something around being happier, being content, finding or keeping that flow, or whatever words or phrases have come up for you as you've been playing and exploring over these last few weeks. And it's different for all of us. So just today, as I was planning this podcast, the word ease and easy came up for me. So I pondered it. What does an easy day look like and feel like for me? What does it feel like in my mind and body to feel this ease? And I thought an easy day for me usually has some flow. I feel good in my body. I feel light. I feel at ease. I move from one activity to the next without a lot of thought, indecision or worrying. And I don't feel tight in my, in my head, like in my thoughts or my neck and my shoulders. When I'm not in this flow though, I thought about this. I feel rushed, disorganized, indecisive, foggy, restless, <laughs> and I could go on, just not myself. And if someone said to me in that moment, are you happy? Are you feeling happy? I would probably hum and haw and say, "Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure, but not really feeling it. (laughs) I might say I'm feeling a bit scattered, but happy probably would not be the word that I would use. And it was many years ago, actually, that I figured out that if I planned my day, I had less days that were rushed and disorganized. Now I still have some as you can (laughs) hear me talk about them, but this actually led me to having more days that were flowy and less days that were rushed and disorganized so that I felt more ease. And that ease did result, and I would say still does result, in happier days. And it is true that planning my day leads to less decisions around the everyday stuff, such as, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but 
when I'm getting up, when I'm going to bed, when I'm eating my meals, what I'm eating for my meals, how and when I'm exercising. And then I fill in the gaps. And this is again when I'm doing this, doing the planning. And I do plan on a weekly basis and daily probably. (laughs) But I fill in the gaps around appointments, family and friend commitments, work stuff. And as much as I can plan uh, consistent happiness hits, right, throughout the week or the month, like the massages and the facials and the friend visits and the other outings or if they're not planned very often they actually don't happen because other things and people and other agendas come into my agenda so it's very very important for me and again many years ago I realized this that as I plan my agenda my agenda happens But very often my agenda is also helping other people accomplish uh, their agenda. But at the same time, I am doing what is good for my health and happiness. So it's a win-win is what I say for everyone. What also happens through this planning of the everyday stuff, of course, is that I leave room for the spontaneous drop-ins and the spontaneous go-outs. I like to say that planning the little everyday stuff creates the space and the energy for the big stuff. And that is whether it's a big decision or a large group of people dropping in for dinner. Again, that doesn't happen very often, but now and again. Again, dinner plans change, opportunities come up, and when all of that little stuff is planned, this is the big stuff, the connecting, the happiness hits that I'm talking about. So your planning can create this space for more joy and happiness too. Especially when you start to think a little bit more about it. Now I can't leave this series though, this happiness series, without addressing the elephant in the room, so to speak, which is, is our goal then to be happy all the time, right? And does our planning create this need or this goal of wanting to be happy all the time? And is this possible? And I'm going to say, No. (laughs) Now, this doesn't stop me from planning for more ease, more flow, more joy, more happiness. I just shift in those times of sadness or unhappiness, or I get better at shifting, I should say. I truly believe, though, that when we sit in the sadness of a situation, and I mean, it could be a very sad situation, like someone passing, that you can still feel peace and connectedness in this feeling of sadness. And when we don't feel happy, it is still helpful to me anyways, to consciously welcome in the other feelings and emotions. So as the poet Rumi says in his poem, one of my favorite poems, The Guest House, welcome and entertain them all. So yes, I say let all the emotions and and feelings of anything that is bubbling up, let them pile in, welcome them like they're guests in your home, and just sit with them. All of this kind of happens throughout the flow of, of the day. We're planning meals, we're doing our exercise, and then thoughts and feelings arise, and then we're tending to them, and then we're back to another task in the day. And so they all intertwine, and they're all mixed, and they create the flow in our day. So what's going on in our mind 
and our body is the flow. And from a yoga perspective, much is written around the idea that our thoughts cause our suffering. And to end or diminish our suffering, it's helpful and advised (laughs) to know our thoughts and to manage them. And it's through the experience of witnessing our thoughts and perhaps challenging them that we experience this full array of human emotions. From unhappiness to happiness, worry to contentment, and every other contrasting emotion that is available to us as human beings. It truly is quite awesome when you think about this. Because yes, all of this is happening as you're loading and unloading the dishwasher, (laughs) as you are flowing through your day, doing the to-do things, as you are continuing to, let's say, explore the to-be. So let me ask you, wonderful podcast listener, are you happy right now? Now that can be a tough question. It's going to let that sit for a moment. Are you feeling happy right now? And so you may be saying, for sure, absolutely, I am happy right now. Or I'm feeling content right now. Or I'm not sure. Or no, I'm not actually really happy right now. And all of those are the right answer. There are often questions around, can we be happy and something else at the same time? Can we be sore or in pain and be happy at the same time? Can we be tired and happy at the same time? Can a friend or a family member not be happy right now and can we be happy at the same time? The short answer is that it depends. But if you entertain the idea that you can change your thoughts around the situation of pain or tiredness or suffering to ones that change your feeling, you will at least feel better knowing that you have some control. It may not be happy that you're feeling, but it is on the same continuum. And I love this mantra right here, right now, all is okay. All of this is part of the flow of your day. Activities and thoughts and back and forth. And it's truly about being present, being awake, not in default mode where our thoughts create even more drama and worry about certain situations. So if we just let our minds go, oh yes, they like to chat. And so let's practice right now being present for happiness. And this is actually something that I am going to recommend that you integrate into the flow of your day. So join me again, sitting quietly right now with your eyes open though. So this is a little bit different. We're not going to going to close our eyes as we might do or have done before. So our eyes are open. So whether you're in your home or you're walking outside or you're commuting, Just let your gaze now settle on something. Could be an armrest, kitchen table, even something outside, the sidewalk in front of you. Just let your gaze rest. Okay, so notice we're not thinking about what we're looking at. It's just a place for our eyes to gaze and to rest because I'd like you to bring your attention to what you are hearing. 
And this is just an exploration of being very present. Okay, so whether or not it's a clock in your house, the furnace, the fridge, your dog snoring, your cat purring, traffic outside, music in the background, even your foot hitting the pavement, again, if you're walking. And I'm just going to be quiet here for a moment, just for a few breaths. Notice if you can get really present with the sounds that are around you individually, letting them come together. Just notice. Notice how you're feeling. Notice what it feels like to be very present. And your eyes are just resting. You're very present with the sounds and the sound could be silence. And you know I always like to give you a little bit of optional homework at the end of each episode so that over the course of the next week, if you like, is just a minute in the morning, a minute in the afternoon, a minute in the evening, even before you go to bed, but not to close your eyes because you want your eyes resting on something. And it's actually your eyes being open that sometimes can stop your mind from getting very, very chatty. And for those of you, as you're trying to fall asleep at night, this happens to all of us. We close our eyes and the mind just goes to town. Just play with this concept of listening intently to the silence, to the sounds. Breathe, feel the presence. And you can even explore closing your eyes and the difference. Just noticing if you can feel that snippet of calm, contentment, peace. Okay, and so these can be potentially little happiness hits that you've planned throughout your day that actually integrate mind and body. So have fun playing with this this week. And next week, for the month of October, we're going to explore one of the sisters to happiness, and that is gratitude. So on that note, if you'd like to join me in placing your right hand on your heart, left hand on your belly, soft breath in, long breath out, and join me in saying, I am exactly where I am supposed to be, doing exactly what I am supposed to be doing, being exactly who I am supposed to be being, right here, right now. Nice long breath out.
and have an awesome, awesome week. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.